Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, everyone. Thank you for listening. This is the Phileas Club, and it's a special mini episode because uh, I had scheduling issues for uh, this episode and I couldn't manage to get everyone together. So I thought of not releasing a show. Uh, It's the month of November, by the way, and I'm not even going to give this episode a number. It's just a mini tiny little filler uh, show. So as I was saying, I was uh, having uh, scheduling issues But I thought I would at least record a little something. I'm not going to be talking about uh, the news today, and it's going to be just me. It feels a little strange, because it's. I think in my um, three-plus years of doing podcasts, it's the only time that I've ever recorded something alone. I know some other people do it really well. Um, I don't know if I'm going to be as good at it. So... Uh, If you've been following uh, my Twitter feed, you've probably heard me or at least read me um, railing about this topic that I want to talk about today. And that topic is net neutrality. So if uh, if you're already sick of it, if you've heard my audio booze, this is Audioboo is a tool that lets you send audio uh, through Twitter, kind of. So if you've already heard that, this might be a little bit redundant, but I thought um, the issue was important enough that I would mention it on this show, and it was a perfect fit for the uh, filler episode, I guess. So yes, I'm going to be talking about net neutrality for about 10 minutes, I guess, maybe a little bit less, a little bit more. And I hope that you get something out of it, because it's really an issue that I feel is very, very important. Uh, A lot of people have been talking about it. It's being mentioned more and more uh, in the past few weeks, mainly because the FCC, the Federal uh, Commission, uh, Communications Commission in the US, has addressed the issue. So you might have heard about it, but you might not know exactly what it is. So let's uh, start from the start. That's always good. Net neutrality is the idea that every piece of content on the internet is equal. So it should be treated equally. And, okay, it might sound funny uh, talking about equality among uh, content on the internet, but it's actually very important because if you, uh, if you let uh, people, when by people I mean uh, internet service providers, uh, decide which piece of content is more or less important, then you might uh, get a service that um, prioritizes different types of content. So let me um, give you an example. You could, uh, it's already happening now in very specific instances. So AT&T, for example, in the US is a very important uh, internet service provider also, and obviously uh, provides phone service. And 
the the internet provides people with other solutions like Skype, for example, or Google Voice or other things. So it's uh, very conceivable that uh, AT&T or other ISPs, I'm, I don't want to single out AT&T, uh, would slow down just a little bit uh, the Skype traffic and to discourage people to use it in order to avoid uh, th those services competing with their core service, which is obviously the telephone. And uh, another example would be um, things like P2P file sharing, which would be um, uh, slowed down or throttled in order to not compete with uh, the core business of media uh, companies. And it's, it would be... Okay, there is a debate on whether or not uh, P2P is used solely for piracy, but that's not the issue here. Um, the real issue is um, innovation and freedom of information. Because these are the examples that are being singled out today as things that are happening already. Um, for example, in Canada, it's... Well, okay, there have been several instances where ISPs have admitted to throttling some uh, specific kind of data. And uh, the, the more terrifying future that could conceivably happen uh, if net neutrality is not preserved would be some ideas of services where you would get a basic price for a basic ca uh, package that would include the quote-unquote major websites. So you would get your, I don't know, eBay, Amazon, uh, Google, um, Yahoo, Microsoft, Apple, whatever, for a certain price, let's say 10 bucks. And if you try to access a smaller um uh, site like let's say Frenchspin or other people who try to do media or blogs or whatever that tiny little blog uh, from that guy who talks about Iran for example or who says things that people don't read that rattle a few that rattles a few feathers about the war in uh, Iraq and it's not to get too political here that's not really the, the issue of you know censorship is not the issue but something less mainstream uh, if you would try to access these kinds of content that are not included in your basic package uh, you could conceivably not be able to access them you would need the extra package uh, to access all of the internet so effectively that would create a tiered uh, in internet where you would get one certain part of the internet for a certain price and you would need to pay more for uh, to get another part of the internet. Again, you could have more uh, a more pricey plan to get Skype and uh, BitTorrent or YouTube, for example, which is a bandwidth hog. It could be part of the media package, um, YouTube and Hulu and whatever other kind of uh, of um, a media website. You could also have another package for gaming. They could say, well, this is not part of your basic package. You, if you want to game, you have to pay an extra five bucks. And the problem is, uh, the real um, uh, spirit and core of the internet 
is at stake here. Um, the, the, the internet started and has been evolving so fast with so much innovation because there is total freedom. You can, anyone can put up any page anywhere and everyone can access it. Uh, you can have a small, tiny website like Twitter, for example, or Facebook back in the day, or even other ones, even YouTube. Back a few years ago, it was tiny. And when it started out, it wasn't a major website. It wouldn't be part of any package. And it couldn't develop because people who would hear about it, most of them, if they had the basic package, or some of them, if they had the basic package that didn't include it, they wouldn't have gone to um, YouTube or Twitter or whatever new uh, kind of website um, would be created at that specific time. So I'm thinking of those, but I'm also thinking very um, uh, in a very egoistic manner about the new media uh, sites like Twit or um, Revision 3 or what I'm doing myself and things like, you know, uh, Scott Johnson's uh, uh, website or CNET. Uh, you know, the, the, the whole basically podcasting, what I hope is a revolution. Um, and so you, you st I, I guess you, you start to get the idea if you didn't really understand what it was. Now you, you get that idea that net neutrality keeps everyone on the internet equal. So that sounds like a pretty core concept of the internet. And it, it would seem like you wouldn't want to threaten it. But um, the debate recently got really heated because the FCC uh, proposed a rule, it's not a law, it's a rule a few weeks ago, that says net neutrality has to be enforced and the ISPs cannot prioritize some content over other content. Um, the, the the idea of the ISPs is that they can't handle the 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 the, um, the bandwidth, which is an absolute lie. Um, the available bandwidth has been growing faster than the bandwidth uh, usage, and okay, let's not get into it. It is they can handle the uh, bandwidth. What they cannot do is. I mean, what they're afraid that what what they would like to do is monetize uh, the the usage of the bandwidth e even more, and not enf enforcing net neutrality would be a way to pick and choose what they can do, and to um, uh, make uh, to provide service that is more uh, profitable in the end. So the FCC said, wait a second, you can't do that. We are supposed to be uh, enforcing the communications, uh, uh, me the, the medium. So let's make sure that everyone does have to observe net neutrality. And from then on, uh, it became, it started becoming really political because every, the, 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 it became a, a political issue. And people on the left and on the right have been uh, giving their opinions and ideas. And I did say on Twitter a few days ago that apparently the I, I had a few strong words because I was very uh, angry. Um, 
I mentioned that it seemed uh, th that the Republicans were the most uh, opposed to the idea of net neutrality. And a few people um, noted that um, the some Democrats also opposed net neutrality, which I, I'm certain it's true. It just seems like the Republicans are the most... And, okay, the, the issue is, in my mind, I suspect it's true, it might not be, but it seems to me that the issue is that the ones who get lobbied by the um, uh, the the ISPs and the media industry are the ones who are coming in uh, favor of not uh, imposing net neutrality. And it seems that the Republicans are m more in that camp than the Democrats, but certainly some Democrats are, are there too. And I would like to add... Um, the reactions I got on Twitter from Republican followers or Republican-affiliated uh, followers were mostly, hey, don't put us all in the, in the same bag. I think that reaction is stupid and net neutrality should be enforced. So certainly a lot of people do understand it. Um, one person that is sort of emblematic of that issue is uh, Senator John McCain, who came up with something that annoyed the hell out of me, which is the um the internet freedom act that states basically you cannot tell the isps what they should or shouldn't do and they should be allowed to do whatever the hell they want the reason why it annoys me so much is that it is sort of uh in itself it cloaks uh the 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 words into the idea of freedom calling itself the Internet Freedom Act, when it has really, really nothing to do with freedom. It's the opposite of freedom. Um, and they are, I say they, he is using that rhetoric of the government shouldn't be allowed to control the Internet, so we need the Internet Freedom Act. This is factually completely inaccurate. Um, what the FCC is proposing is no one can control the internet. We have to make sure that every part of the internet is accessible to everyone. So in effect, you cannot control it. And what the, the, the he is, uh, or the idea that's being put forth is by doing that, the FCC is sort of putting a, a, the, the, the government's grip on the internet. That is not just, you know, it's like saying, um, I don't know, I want, <laughs> I want to have a burger. Oh, well, in that case, it means that you are a Nazi. It doesn't, it has no correlation whatsoever. It's no, in no way related to what they are saying. Enforcing net neutrality does in no way mean that the government has um, a stranglehold on the internet. Um, so a few people on Twitter said, um, I would rather have the ISPs have a stranglehold on the internet, because at least if I don't like what one ISP is doing, I can go to another one. Whereas if the government is controlling the, um, the, the internet, then we have no way of giving the control, you know, remove the, uh, removing the control that the government has on the internet. Well, first of all, if... The, the, there is a serious lack of competition in the ISP uh, business, at least in the U.S. So if AT&T is the only provider that you have in your area, well, no, you can't go anywhere else. And chances are, even if you have 
one or two providers or even three, chances are this in the same way that they do in the um, cell phone market, they will uh, agree to some practices and you will not have a choice because it will be the same choice everywhere. So that is not true to begin with. Second thing is, as I was saying, the the idea of net neutrality has nothing to do with the government uh, controlling the internet. It it boggles my mind that people would think that, or even that anyone would use that kind of rhetoric when it's completely infactual and and untrue. Um, so, saying this is the Internet Freedom Act is. Uh, twisting the words and s using concepts that some people will easily recognize and easily attach themselves to, they're going to think, well, if it's about freedom, of course I'm for it. Um, it's almost like, you know, the, the Patriot Act, which really didn't have a lot to do with patriotism and sort of enforced that idea that if you were, weren't for it, then you were not a patriot that, that that those were different times um different issues even and i don't want to get into that uh certainly there is a case to be made for the patriot the patriot act and i'm not um denying that on, on in this uh, specific issue of net neutrality i don't think there is a case to be made for net neutrality uh, i'm sorry for going against net neutrality the only reason that you would be against net neutrality is if you are a media conglomerate or an isp and you want to um, raise your profits or have bigger control on what you can and cannot do um, and this sort of brings me to my last point in this discussion, which broadens the, the, the debate a little bit. And it's this, this idea that the government should be involved in nothing and that um, private companies should be allowed to have uh, free control and free reign over their businesses. I certainly agree that uh, capitalism is the best system we have. You, you all know I live in a, a socialist country, and I certainly think that there are good sides to socialism. Uh, I'm not, you know, socialism is not communism. Um, it, it's, it gets, the lines get a little blurred in the, the minds of uh, uh, the Americans sometimes, but it, they are two different things. Socialism is all about capitalism in a moderated way. I think in the US, capitalism is a little bit more um, uh, in a, a purest, purer uh, form, but it's not like we don't have capitalism in France or in other European countries. So uh, my point is capitalism is good and no one is denying that. But my concern is with this uh, obsession uh, from the, the Republicans in the US of going... Um, full 100% uh, free market, free reign to private companies, I think I'm, started to, I'm starting to feel like um, it sometimes becomes uh, no to government for the sake of it, n without even regarding the merits, and just yes to more, less rules and yes to less uh, control of the private sector. And it, it is starting to go so far in that direction that I'm afraid it's even departing from capitalism and going to 
um, something that is closer to anarchy because there is a difference between capitalism and no rules at all. I don't think that in, in a um, capitalistic system, you are supposed to have no government. And the U.S. is pretty capitalistic already. So going farther to the right does start to uh, become a little bit more like anarchy, like I was saying. Think about it. If, if you say um, the FCC, whose job it is, by the way, to enforce, you know, to regulate the c communications the FCC shouldn't be allowed to regulate uh, what goes on uh, or how business is done in the internet uh, sector. What is, where is the control coming from? And what is the difference between no control at all and anarchy? So I really, really think that this is, and I, I don't think that the uh, Republican uh, Party wants to go into anarchy. If you phrase it like that, everyone is going to tell you, well, no, of course, we don't want anarchy. So then you have to ask yourself, how far are we from anarchy if every single time the government says, we want to do this, you go, well, you know, I don't want the government to do anything. Um, certainly, there is a debate with the right. I think I always come back to that, and I um, I did mention it in the um, healthcare debate that we did uh, last time two weeks ago. And certainly, there is a case to be made about the right to bear arms, uh, the 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 abortion issue, uh, things like that. But like. In the case of uh, healthcare, in my opinion, but in an even clearer uh, cut case, in the case of net neutrality, there it is not about government control and asking the um, the public to you know to accept the idea that there shouldn't be any rules is going to anarchy. You you say uh, there shouldn't be any policing of anything in that sector. And uh, the what they call the free market, which in, at that point is not really the free market, because you you have to even a market is supposed to have you know a certain set of rules. You have you, if you go into that metaphor, you are allowed to set shop in that area, and you are allowed to have that kind of uh, of way of doing business, and you do it like this and like that. If you just bring people and give them a field and tell them, okay, fight it out, and whoever wins gets to um, uh, install their their little uh, selling point there I don't think it's a it's really our idea and when I say our I mean the the civilized world and I include you know the Western world and I include um, the US and Europe it's not our idea of capitalism or society uh, we have to have a certain amount of rules. You're not allowed to uh, drive against traffic. You have to stop when the uh, red light tells you to stop. You, you cannot go faster than a certain speed. Um, you can't uh, go faster than an even lower speed in a, if there's a school. That's the government telling you what to do. It's pretty basic stuff. It doesn't impede on, on um, the power to do business. It's just rules of fairness. And in, in that case, again, it's not about controlling what you cannot or cannot do. It's not the government trying to impose its will on you. It's just, again, think about the issue itself. 
on the internet, the force and the uh, wonder of the internet is that everyone has access to everything. So if it's a real business concern, then maybe the ISP could say, let's sell different plans with different speeds to, to you know for different uh speeds of access so you could say you have one megabyte for that price and uh, uh 30 megabytes for that price and 100 megabytes for another price that's fine because you're not in, you know in, um segregating parts of the internet you're just um making it a, a rational business decision and why is this okay and the um, controlling through not enforcing net neutrality thing not okay? It just put away your ideologies, your isms, your, your side even, whether you're from the right or from the left, and look at the actual issue that's being debated. How is it okay that you, who is Joe Schmo? should not have your blog accessible by everyone uh, on, on the internet, your friends, the people you don't know, the people on the other side of the world, how is it okay that you would not have your blog uh, accessible to everyone and relinqu relinquish that control to not the government, but AT&T or Verizon or have some guy in his... Uh, um, Uh, tower or well in his company decide who should have access to what that is not okay it might have been okay if you look at the media in the early 90s you think well you know not every it, it is different in in order to have to broadcast to everyone you need these uh, sets of tools that are expensive so not everyone can do it The world changed with the internet. It's not the same thing anymore. Um, everyone has access to everything. And this is what gives internet, the internet its, its strength. This is why it brings all of us, you who are listening to this show and who we are uh, communicating with through Twitter and blogs and comments, this is what makes the internet what it is today. And that's the most chilling thing in all this. If this goes through if the isps are allowed to control what you can access on the internet then it does change the internet not tomorrow but in a few years in maybe five ten years we are going to have a different internet if that if net neutrality isn't enforced an internet where we go go back to the one who have uh, the the most means are going to be the ones who have the most uh, reach. And that, to me, is not accessible. Uh, is not, I'm sorry, acceptable. That's not acceptable. The internet is putting everyone, giving the same reach to everyone. Whether you're poor, rich, black, white, you live in India, you live in, in uh, Seattle, you, you are uh, in the deep end of a, a, the countryside, it doesn't matter. Once you put something on the internet, everyone can see it. And that is something that is extremely important to me. I think it's an essential part of our society and our, our culture today. And it's something that we have to cherish and that we have to fight for. And I really call on everyone who's listening to this. It's not a ton of people, but it is the people who are involved in this matter. And 
if you who are listening to me are, are don't feel like you are the one who should be doing something about this, then no one is going to do something about this. Um, it's a real issue that is getting debated now, and we have to spread um, awareness of it. We have to make people understand that it is important. It's not just something for geeks and for uh, uh, Twitter guys and for uh, tech enthusiasts. It's something for everyone because the... the Internet itself might become uh, something that is completely different from what we know today. So I guess in essence what I'm saying is explain it to people if you have to, write your congressman if you need, and don't, for the love of God, do not let your habits your the, the little label you have on yourself whether it's you know de democrat republican uh christian atheist whatever it is it, it it's something that us as a community should be fighting for and do not let people like john mccain for example who i have a lot of respect for that's not what it is about here the problem is john, people like that do not use the internet they don't know what it is he he's very admittedly said that he doesn't use computers. He shouldn't be making that decision for us. And it's not about he's a politician and they're all the same. It's about you have the power to decide what to do by writing your congressman, by talking about the issue, by convincing people that it is a real problem and we we don't want to have a, a, a different uh, internet in the future. Um, okay, as you can as you can hear, it's something that's very dear to me. I think it's a very important issue, and you might wonder, you know, it's happening in the U.S. How's it my problem here in France? Um, well, for two reasons. First of all, I think what's happening in the U.S. might very well come to France uh, in in the future, and that's happened before. And I really want don't want the U.S. to set a precedent. And the other thing is, I think. I, like many other people from very different countries, are part, we're part of the same community and that community is made possible by the internet and it is being threatened by things like this. So anyway, I hope I didn't bore you to death. It's, it was, of course, longer than I anticipated. Um, I hope this does make up for the lack of actual show uh, and actual uh, intro and outro music for the Phileas Club. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash notpatrick if you so wish. And you can continue the conversation on the blog and on all the other internet venues. And hopefully we will have a regular show next month again i apologize for not having it this time so that's it for today i will uh, probably keep annoying you with that net neutrality thing so i will let you go back to whatever you were doing before and i hope you have a lovely day a lovely week a lovely month and i will talk to you soon bye everyone peace Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. 
Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.